Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the jazz queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. Artist Nicholas Cole. Vincent Ingala. Jonathan Fritzen. And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. I am the Jazz Queen. Welcome and uh, thank you for tuning in this evening. Mr. Braun, is that you on the phone? It sure is. How are you? I am good. I'm good. It's it's good to uh, good to be talking with you. Well, I'm happy to have you on. Thank you, and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Um, if you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on the um, Can You Feel It CD, the picture there, and that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. Let me give Mr. Braun a proper introduction. Um, he was once called the Crown Prince of Smooth Jazz. Rick Braun releases his 16th album, Can You Feel It? Welcome to the show, Rick. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, and this CD, Can You Feel It?, is released, has been released today, so it is available now. Um, you can find it on his website, rickbraun.com, and on Amazon. Definitely pick this one up. Congratulations to you on this new project. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so, so, so thrilled. And I just posted on uh, Facebook, um, on my fan page, um, uh, a thank you to all of my fans. Uh, Thank you for making it the number one downloaded uh, jazz CD in the country today. Thank you. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That is awesome. It's a big deal. On on iTunes and Amazon, it's it's on uh, number one on both both uh, download uh, charts, so that's a beautiful thing. I cannot thank everybody enough for going out and supporting my music after all of these years. Yeah, 22 years, I think, right? I'm not counting. It's getting to that point where my birthday cake looks like a prairie fire, so I don't even count anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, yes. Well, um, from my calculations, I think you've been in this business for 22 years, probably longer than that. But um, that's that's a long time. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I remember when we first started out. When I first started out, uh, my first CD that was commercially released was, uh, you know, um, um, Intimate Secrets, and the song Midnight Caller was on that CD. And I remember I did a Christmas show with Peter White on on the Wave in Los Angeles, and we both kind of looked at each other and. Uh, he asked me, how long do you think we'll be able to keep on doing this? And I said, well, maybe five, seven, ten years, something like that, you know. <laughs> the fact that we're still both making music and playing shows and, you know, having a career after 22 years, it's pretty amazing. And, and again, mm. thank you to all the fans. All right. All right. Well, you know, I actually did some research on your other um, albums as well, so I would definitely would like to talk to you about, you know, what I found, and um, maybe you can give us a little bit of information on those as well. But, um, of course, we're going to start with Can You Feel It? So give us some background information on this one. 
Well, you know, it, it took a while to make this CD. Uh, I've, I've had a pretty busy touring schedule, so it's taken over a year to, to from beginning to end. And uh, one of the things as well that I wanted to really focus on, um, there's a few things I wanted to get done. This first, I wanted to make sure that it was a funky, feel-good, um, live, um, human-driven CD as opposed to machines. Um, you know, I don't want to say anything about anybody, but I, I just kind of got tired of machines. <laughs> I got mm. tired of sequencers, and I got tired of, of loops and all of that stuff. And I look back over my career, and, and the, the, the records that I, I that have had the most staying power, at least to me, are records like uh, like Beat Street. And uh, Beat Street, I, I went into my into my house, brought my friends in, and we just started jamming. And that's how I started this record. And replaced all of the electronics uh, with real players, you know, real guys playing real music. And that's very rare these days when uh, that artists are doing that now. So I'm glad to hear that. And you have a lot of great artists on this CD, including um, some artists that that are just kind of really starting in the business and kind of getting their feet wet, Nathaniel Kearney Jr., Adam Hawley, um, and then the American Idol um, uh, contested Elliot Yamin, so I'm glad to see that you included them on this. Well, I wanted to do the, another thing I wanted to do with this record is include some of my old dear friends like Randy Jacobs and uh, Nate mm-hmm. Phillips, who've been touring with me for years. And you know, Nate was from the Daz Band, and Randy was from Was Not Was, and you know, but but include people like uh, like you were talking about I me, mean, Philippe Sace and and Jeff mm-hmm. Lorber and Dave Paws and huge group people I've known for 20 plus years. But I wanted to include some of those younger people and, and, and infuse some young energy into it. And one of the guys I'm really grateful to have had on the record is Third Richardson, who played drums on almost everything. And Third did a fantastic job, as well as Nate Kearney and Elliot Yamin, who is an absolute, uh, what a wonderful voice that man has. Oh, I agree. I agree, yes. And that song, uh, Take Me to the River, that he does, really nice. Yeah. Really yeah, nice. Al Green. Yeah, that's that's a great song. It's always been one of my favorite songs. I was hanging out in my yard uh, last summer making the record, and I started playing some of my favorite songs, and that one came on. And, you know, I was sitting with Paul Brown, and he said, man, you should put that on the CD, you know, because you love that song so much. You should do And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. So I invited Elliot over, and I'm playing horns on it, and Huge Groove is playing saxophone. And... uh I have somebody on this CD that I'm so thrilled. I've known him for years, and I'm talking about Mike Finnegan, the B3 player. Now, Mike played organ with Jimi Hendrix back in the day, and so he's a very, very special guy to have on this record. Oh, okay. Now, um, Get Up and Dance is already number three on the Billboard chart, so congratulations to you on that. Um, with that you. song, yeah, you're doing very well with this one, very well. That's, Let me that's go- a big deal. <laughs> Yes, yes, definitely, I agree. Um, let me welcome to the chat room, Ollie J and Sam Hankins, welcome. Um, if you have any questions for Rick, please post those in the chat room and I will get those to him. So um, now you are working on a tour, I understand, for this, but you're also going to be touring with BWB as well and uh, Jazz Attack, so you're going to be pretty busy. I am. Uh, I've got a little stretch right now where I'm at home, which is nice. Um, but then I, I have been touring and we ha- uh, with with Huge Groove and, and Peter White. That's Jazz Attack this year. And then uh, got a date coming up at the Hollywood Bowl with Kirk Whalum and Norman Brown with uh, BWB. And then I'll be off to London at the end of this month 
uh, to play my own shows over there at the Pizza Express, which is a really, really great place to, to play in London. It's a very small club, but it's, it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay. you know, and then, I'll, then I'll be back and uh, later on in, in the year. I'll be off for the, uh, on the Peter White Christmas tour, and, and we'll be touring the country uh, with that. And the okay. Catalina Jazz Festival. And if anybody wants to know where I'm playing, you're always welcome to come to my website, rickbraun.com, or come on my fan page, and all those dates are, are posted. Okay. Now, I want to ask you about the cover of Can You Feel It? Um, is this your wife on the cover? Oh, no. That's our babysitter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? I'm, I'm actually serious. Our babysitter... Now this is a, this is a background story. Our babysitter and every all the guys always say, "You mean your wife lets you have her as a babysitter? How do you work that out?" <laughs> well, I'll tell you how it went. Um, that's Melissa Paolo. It's Michael Paolo, uh, the great saxophone player who plays yes. in my band. It's his daughter, and I I've known Melissa since when she was in a bassinet, and she's uh, she's thirty. Uh, I think she's some thirty-two or something like that. And she's a famous actress. She was in uh, the last Star Trek movie. There's a scene in a bar where Captain Kirk, a young Captain Kirk, is uh, flirting with a very attractive young woman, and that's Melissa Paolo. And she's got several roles in some HBO films and things like that and commercials. And But she's also, you know, when she's not working, she was a babysitter for our kids and friends of the family. And she absolutely was the most amazing babysitter we ever had. And... Uh, just we just love her, love her, love her, and and I asked her to, if she wouldn't mind, you know, being on the cover of my record, and because I was looking for energy, and I knew Melissa could dance really well, so the photographer shot photos of her in action, and froze it. So that's how you got. I mean, if anybody, you know, you look at the cover, um, her hair is just all over the place, and, and mm-hmm. it's just energy, 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 and. Uh, so it, it was it was really great, and I'm, I'm grateful. She she did a fantastic job, as did the as did the uh, photographer and all the art art directors. And you're not bad yourself on the back cover of this. I like the suit <laughs> you have on. My wife bought a brand new suit for me for that. She was she did the um, the wardrobe for the uh, for the shoot, and she she actually saved the day with that because I, I I showed up with my same old stuff, and then she walked in with the cool stuff, and everything got better. <laughs> I know that you give her credit on your um, in the liner notes for that, for styling and mm-hmm. grooming. So yeah, all right, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, well let's listen to some of the music on this new CD. Again, it's called "Can You Feel It." It is available today. You can pick it up on the website wickbron.com and on um, Amazon. I'm going to start mm-hmm. with the title track. Um, is there a story behind that? Well, that's. That song I wrote with Philippe Sace, I wanted to have a really funky song, four on the floor, by four on the floor, I mean the kick drum is playing all four beats, and so it's got that nice, solid, rooted feel, and I also wanted to have a song start off the record that featured me doing something new, which is playing valve trombone. So I wrote this with Philippe Sace, and, uh, you know, it's just a real, I think it really sets the the mood for the CD very well. It's, It's funky, and it's fun, and it just keeps it moving. Okay, I was wondering what a uh, wondering what a valve trombone is, so I'll ask you about that after the song. This is the title track. Can you feel it?
Now, there's a song that you cannot stay in your seat on. That was the title track from Rick Braun's new CD, Can You Feel It? Okay, what is a valve trombone? It's exactly that. It's basically a, a bass trumpet or, or a trombone with valves. You can look at it from one way or the other. And it plays like a trumpet but down an octave. And it sounds like a trombone, except you can't do the, uh, the slide. Um, so it's, it's, it, 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 it's really a fun instrument. And I, I love the sound of a horn section. I mean, I always feel a little bit naked just playing melodies by myself, which is a reason why so many of my songs are trumpet and tenor on the melody, and, or trumpet and, in this case, trombone and tenor. So, um, you know, I had a lot of fun with, with the trombone, and I kind of ventured out there tried playing some solos here and there and it worked out okay i mean am i a great trombone player no but uh but it's it's a lot of fun and i think that energy of of uh of having a good time is coming across well and i don't think you're a bad trombone player i mean you you know you're pretty good there you have a lot of number one hits you get, you've done 16 albums so you must be doing something right <laughs> i guess so but <laughs> i'm a new trombone player let's put it that way i'm new at it so okay <laughs> it's a okay new career Okay. All right, then. Um, let me welcome Lori to the chat room. Ollie says he's been listening to this CD all day, and he wants to thank you for a great CD. Oh, well, that's I tell him thank you as well, because I just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, it means a lot to me when I, you know, I finish a CD, and you, you never know how people are going to respond. And it's just, it's this has been such a gratifying experience so far, everybody it's just it's just enjoying this, and it's, it's nice to make people happy. Okay. Now, I would like to read something um, as part of a review from allmusic.com that I'd like to get your um, thoughts on. Um, this was an interview that you did with them, and you said, or rather they said, his playing sheds new light on the importance of brass players up front on the smooth jazz scene, a musical landscape previously dominated by guitarists and saxophonists. Um, in your opinion, do you feel that the trumpet players um, have now a more equal footing along with guitarists and saxophonists, or do you still think um, that you guys are not you know, as much in the forefront? So I'll tell you what happened when I first started my career, and uh, you know, this was when smooth jazz was really on the rise, and people, you know, like George Benson and Kenny G were were huge pop stars, and uh, especially Kenny G. So the there was there was guitars and there was uh saxes and and then I came out and um distinctly I remember there was a program director who I later got to be really close friends with named Bernie Kimball and he was in Cleveland and uh Bud Harnerat, our label, was promoting the record and trying to get me airplay and he reached out to to a lot of programmers and, and Bernie Kimball and Bernie got right back to Bud and said, You know, I'd love to play this, but it's a trumpet. And it, and it took a lot of arm twisting to get him to put it on the air. And he finally did, as as well as Chicago and then eventually The Wave and a couple of other stations. Now, things have changed. I mean, back mm-hmm. then it was it was a fully, uh, you know, keyboard, um, saxophone, and guitar-dominated uh, format. But here we have, you know, people like myself and, of course, Chris Pody, who is a huge pop star at this point. So... It seems like when trumpet players get it and manage to break through, it works It works very well. It's just a little tougher to get our voice out there. Okay. All right, I have a question from Ollie. He wants to know, how is it working with Jazz Attack? 
Well, Jazz Attack is a package that I put together, and uh, Richard Elliott actually came up with the name. The original Jazz Attack package was Richard Elliott, myself, Peter White, and Jonathan Butler. And since that original package, which I think we started maybe like seven years ago, eight years ago, um, we've evolved into many different, you know, configurations of it. And the latest one is, is Huge Groove and Peter White. And this is the first time that we've toured together. And I've known Huge Groove for probably 25 years. He used to play on song demos for me when I lived in a little apartment and I was a songwriter for Warner Chapel. And then he went on to play with Tower of Power. But anyway, I digress. Um, it's fun. <laughs> In a okay. word, it's fun. It's good chemistry, and we're, we're, we're having a really good time touring with each other. And sadly, it will come to an end this summer, so you know, maybe, oh. maybe we'll do it again. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, I did some research on all of your other muse, um, albums, and I would kinda, I'd like to just kind of ask you some questions about some of them that I um, did some research on. I have some notes here for them. Okay. Um, I would like to start with the debut CD, Intimate Secrets. Um, this one you composed, produced, and performed all of the music on this CD. Yes, oh. I did. That was that was that was a therapy record. That was that that record was my first effort, and I remember um, I wasn't even really looking to be an instrumental artist. Um, I was at that point, uh, as I mentioned before, I was a songwriter for Warner Chapel, and my job was to write hit songs and to pitch them to uh, pop artists, <clears throat> and that was what I was doing. But it was tough, and I would rack my brains to come up with, you know, perfect lyrics and perfect music and pop music, very structured. <clears throat> and so one day I was wrestling with trying to write Bridge Over Troubled Waters again, and I decided I was just going to write some music that was basically therapy for me. Okay. And it was the start of Intimate Secrets. Um, so that record... It was really serendipitous, serendipitous because it was it was not meant to be a solo project, but I took it along to a music publisher in Canada and played him and some of those tracks as well as a song I had written for Bonnie Raitt. And he said, "Well, this Bonnie Raitt song is good, but I think I can get you a deal with the instrumental stuff, you know, and get you a record deal." And uh, that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. And uh, you know, it was the start of my career as a solo artist. Okay, now the debut CD, Intimacy, that was released in 1993. In 1994, you did Night Walk, and what I found on that, it says played on jazz tracks, showcased as the Trumpeter's breakthrough album, and stated on the jazz track show, this album paved the way for future artists like Chris Bode. Mm -hmm. Now, would you consider Night Walk your breakthrough album? I think it was. It was... Uh it was the first record where I kind of established my style and I started doing things that were very groove-oriented and funky. Intimate Secrets was almost new age um, by, in nature. The, the one song that got airplay was a, a very, uh, like kind of a Sade-esque song, okay. more Latin than funk. And so Intimate, I mean, uh, Nightwalk was the CD that, that really started, I started to um, find find who I was as, as an artist, as a solo artist, a little bit more. Mm, okay. Now, when I did the research on Beach Street, um, a lot of those um, reviews said thought that Beach Street was more of your breakthrough CD. Um, 
Well, it, it really was because Beat Street is still, for me, a landmark CD, and it was the one where what happened during Beat Street, uh, I did, I was touring with War in 1989 and 90, and I had a great time. I mean, that was a wonderful, an incredible experience, and I got to be friends with all the guys, and you know, it was, it was, on, on, I can't even tell you how great, how much fun it was, and mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I wrote Beat Street, and kind of thought. A lot of those songs are titled after people and experiences uh, from my touring with war. And when I started that record, it was really inspired by the energy of that band because that was the record where I invited Cliff Hugo, who was playing with Ray Charles, and David Palmer uh, on drums to come into my house. I set up microphones, and we just started recording. Mm. And that's what war would do. We would practice... And they would just start a groove and let that groove evolve all day. And that was our rehearsal. It wasn't like somebody was stepping up and holding anybody down. It was very free form. And that's what I did with Beat Street. And the song Cadillac Slim was really the song that put me on the map. It was the first song that just went right to the top. And it was very unique for that time. It was, it was kind of a hip-hop uh, groove, very minimal and it just featured the sound of the trumpet and, and, a, and a really minimal, funky feel, understated. And uh, and it connected. It connected big time with radio. It went to number one, and, and it's still one of the most popular songs I play on the show. Okay. Now, what I read about Beach Street, it says, in terms of approach, Braun kept things loose and improvisational for the recording, no charts and no formalities. And it also says Beach Street... Um, but it was the success of Beach Street that forced the horn man to choose between continuing as a sideman and taking center stage as an artist. Right. I got a phone yeah. call from my manager, and I was in Lake Tahoe, and I remember I called him back on a payphone because there were no cell phones back then. And I called him back, and he said, we have, a, we have an issue here. You, It's a good issue. He said, uh, the, all the radio stations want you to come and do live shows for them because mm-hmm. the song Cadillac Slim is such a big hit. And he said, you're going to have to make a decision to take a chance as a solo artist and leave Rod's band or continue on as a high-paid side band. And it took me all two seconds to say, I'm in. I'm taking the chance. <laughs> and, uh, yes. That was the start of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And beat, okay, so Beat Street was released in 1995. All right, now back to Can You Feel It? I'm going to play uh, the next song, Take Me to the River, and this is featuring the American Idol contestant, Elliot Yamin. How did you meet him? Um, I met Elliot I met Elliot through uh, my tour manager, John Edmond, who is managing Elliot, and he's been trying to get Elliot and I together. He's been trying to get me and Elliot together for a long time. And so we hooked up, and he was a guest artist on my uh, my New Year's Eve show. I do a benefit, and I want to tell people about this in case mm-hmm, it's definitely. a really fun thing on New Year's Eve. Um, so last year, um, Elliot Yamin and Mindy Abear were my guests for my New Year's Eve show. It's a benefit for autism, and it's in Tucson, Arizona at a beautiful resort. And uh, I've been doing this for the last seven or eight years. And this year, 
we're going to do it again. But that's when I that's when I met Elliot. And this year we have Richard Elliot, Peter White, and Larry Braggs from Tower of Power. So we're going to do a little Tower of Power, uh, uh, little Tower of Power tribute uh, during that show. So don't forget about that. Check it out on my website, New Year's Eve this year. And uh, so anyway, I met. Elliot, and I included him in my show last year, and he did a fantastic job, and he's such a great guy. And so, you know, when it came time to record this great Al Green song, I thought I would take a crack at the vocal, but then I realized that's not, not, my, not my thing. I can't sing like that. So mm-hmm. Elliot came over, and he just nailed it. And it's, it was a fun track to do because I wanted to stay true to the original because I love that Al Green feel so much. But I wanted to do something different, so I set it kind of in a nightclub. I, I looked for like some atmosphere sounds and put us in a nightclub. And with me, I pictured me starting off like I do my show sometimes in the audience at a table. And then uh, we start off, and Huge Groove is playing on this song. Uh, I'm playing valve trombone, and Brandon Fields, great sax player, is playing baritone sax. And, of course, the incredible Mike Finnegan is playing Hammond B3 on this song as well as Randy Jacobs and, you know, Freddie Washington's playing bass from Steely Dan, as well as Nate Kearney's playing bass on it, too. So, wow, yeah, wow. It. All right, yeah. and you mentioned Larry Braggs. I saw him for the first time here in Vegas a couple of months ago, and he was really, really good. I enjoyed him a lot. Yeah, he's great, and yeah. he's a great guy. And, well, your Vegas is not that far from Tucson, so you can just come on over and enjoy New Year's Eve with us. How about that? That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm looking for some place to go, so that's definitely well, it. Look, I can you, drive there. You let there. me know if you're coming. We'll, 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 have, we'll, we'll have, a, have a drink by the fire pits together, okay? Okay. Sounds good. All right. From the new CD, huh? Can You Feel It? This is Take Me to the River, featuring Elit Yami. Take me to the river. 
Take Me to the River, featuring American Idol contestant Elliot Yamin, and that is from Rick Braun's brand new CD, Can You Feel It? That's available today. You can find it on his website, rickbraun.com, and on Amazon. Um, So Sandy Reiser just came into the chat room, and she says, thanks, Rick, for talking about the show on New Year's Eve. It's going to rock this year better than ever before. Sandy... <laughs> Sandy, Sandy is promoting the event, and she is amazing. She's just great, and uh, you know she's part of the reason why I continue to do this show. I mean, we just have so much fun putting it on. We've had our ups and downs. It's not easy to do to do a New Year's Eve show. It's always more difficult to put a show on New Year's Eve than any other day of the year because it's expensive and you know it's tough. But uh, she's yeah. doing a fantastic job, and this year it's like we've got a New Orleans theme. Please, everybody, again, come uh, to my website, check it out, and uh, I know you'll have a great time if you uh, if you come. People are coming from all over the world to this show now, and as I said, proceeds from the from the show do go to autism, so uh, it's a great night for a good cause. And you have a website specifically for this New Year's Eve show. You want to give that out? Um, you know, Sandy knows it's you just just Google just Google up the the, uh, the New Year's Eve show uh, okay. on New Year's Eve, and you'll find it. Uh, I know Sandy will give you that information. Why, and Sandy, come to my rescue on this, will you, dear? <laughs> <laughs> she she that's, that's, she she keeps me keeps me on the tracks, you know. So okay. I know she'll she'll post that information for you, and then and then we can give it out because I do want people to know everything they they can find out about it. All right, that website is com, and there's a link on his com website as well, so you can go right to it from there. All right, back to my research on your um, previous music. 1997, Body and Soul was released, and Notorious was on this, and Rick, it is my favorite song by you. I love Notorious. <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, that's that's another song. I, I've tried to play a show without playing that song, and people come up to you and go, oh, "What did you do, man?" You, that, that's you know. So I I stopped even trying not to play that song. It's got to be done. So 
No, it's one of my favorite songs, too. And that was like another... It's funny how things happen when you don't expect them to happen. And sometimes yeah. the best things happen right in the middle of the worst things. And that particular CD, Body and Soul, I finished it and uh, turned it into the record company, so they owned it. And then I went down to the record store. There were still record stores back then. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to buy something. And I'm looking at the trade magazine. It's in print right there in, in Billboard magazine. It said, Mesa Blue Moon goes out of business. I was mm. signed to Mesa Blue Moon. Now, that oh, means no. once you turn in a record, they own it. So yes. that record, basically, I just poured my heart and soul into for months, was now in purgatory. And it was owned by a, a company that was out of business, so I had no idea. I was heartbroken. I was sitting there going, oh, my God, what's going to happen now? And, you know, I talked to some of my friends. They said, well, just keep writing. Obviously, the record wasn't done, so keep writing. So I did that, and as a result of that door closing in my face, um, I wrote Notorious with Leon Biscara and Paul Brown. And, of course, I was lucky enough to have Boney James uh, play the sax solo on that and, and play with me. So, you know, back then, we were that was pre-Shake It Up. We hadn't done our duet CD yet. So that was one of the songs that laid the groundwork for us doing our duet CD as well. Um, mm-hmm. So that song really, that song has given us both a lot of, a lot of good, uh, good, uh, it, it, a lot of good uh, karma, you know. Oh yes, I love Notorious. Yeah. Yes, Jonathan Widran yeah. said, "Body and Soul explores an introspective, thoughtful side of Rick Grimes' artistry. This is his most thought-provoking, eclectic, and artistically satisfying album to date." That's a mouthful. Jonathan. Yeah. Yes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> That's a, like Hemingway or something. That's Hemingway or something. I don't know what. But Jonathan's okay. Good writer, good yeah. He's really good. Yes. Yes. He's done a lot of reviews. Um, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Um, 1998, Full Stride. Now, how do you pronounce your wife's name? Christiana. Christiana Christ- is on the cover. Christiana. Yes. Yes, she is. She's She's on the cover of Full Stride. All right. So with this, um, I read, my record company just kind of let me run with it and do what I felt. So mm-hmm. this, you kind of had full reign on this one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. The, people were silly enough to allow me to do that throughout my career on many occasions, and sometimes it turned out well. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. That was, so, you know, Full Stride was a great record. I mean, that was – my wife and I were just just – just married and we were just really getting to know each other and it was a wonderful time it was absolutely a wonderful time and uh, I remember when we were shooting that cover the record was supposed to be called um, Another Side of Midnight or there's a song in there called Another Side of Midnight or something like that or Just Past Midnight something about midnight I can't remember my own titles anymore but that was the, the, the we were shooting all this moody stuff in, in a pool hall down in downtown Los Angeles and uh, the photographer said because Christiana had on this beautiful dress uh, the short dress and she had her nice high heels on like she does most of the time and uh, I love her for that Anyway, she, she was at the shoot, and the driver said, "Well, why don't why don't we go outside and just you just run across the, the camera for a little while?" And uh, she did. And then we looked at the shots after they were developed. It was pretty clear that 
that had to be the, the cover because it really reflected mm-hmm. the, the music on the record and had a lot of good energy. And But we didn't have a title, and we just knew we just had a shot. Now, if you notice on that record, there is no song called Full Stride because the title of the of the record came about long after the record was done when we were shooting the artwork. And um, so we changed the title of the record on everything, pulled it back and, and retitled it Full Stride uh, because that, co- that that picture, well, just had to be the cover, you know. Right, right. Okay. So Full Stride was released in 1998, and you did an interview with Jazz Times where you said, I don't mind the label Smooth Jazz because the other classification was New Adult Contemporary, which is more accurate. But how romantic does that sound? If it wasn't for the growth of Smooth Jazz and NAC radio stations, there would be a ton of us instrumentalists who would have absolutely no place to go with our playing. All right, now, for 16 years later, how would you, what are your thoughts now on smooth jazz? Well, you know, smooth jazz, smooth jazz, unfortunately, it has, it had, there, there was something that happened uh, after things peaked and after things kind of, you know, there was, there was a lot of creativity that kind of went out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know who to put the blame on for that. I don't, I'm, I'm not real good on putting blame on, on people for anything, so I, I won't put it anywhere. But what I will say is, in general, there was a lot of machine-driven, um, low-key, unemotional um, stuff that just fit so nicely into the background and, 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 and fit into that genre of, of, of smooth jazz to the point where it became unnoticeable. And I think what happened is, it achieved what you know something that that it was being marketed as you know let us smooth out your day let us relax you into this let us do this let us do that but unfortunately doing that doesn't generate a ton of excitement and i mm-hmm. think i think what happened is the format kind of stagnated and one song sounded like the next and this is this is just my opinion okay just my opinion and I think we would have been better served by ha- by keeping some more high energy stuff and and being more experimental, being a little bit more forward thinking instead of, you know, just letting it sit in that pocket forever mm-hmm. and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that contributed to the to the unwinding of everything. Now, having said that, there are people who come to our shows across the country time and time again and who have been fans for all of these years and they know what we're really about. They know what the artists who are still making music and the new artists who are making great music are about and it's about energy and entertainment and innovation and just making people feel good, you know? Right. And so right. that that's 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 to me the stuff that's keeping keeping the wheels on the wagon at this point. Okay. All right. All right. We have a phone call. Area code six zero nine. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Area code six zero nine. Okay. I guess they just want to listen. That's fine. I'll come back to you okay. in a minute. All right. So I'm going to play the next song, "Get Up and Dance." This is um, already number three on the Billboard charts. Tell me about this song. Well, this song is one I'm that's, um, oh, okay, so somebody just said they're listening. You want to ask us a question? We're, we're, we're open to it. Is this Leonard? Hey, Terry. Hi, Leonard. Hey there, how are you? 
I am good. Meet Rick Braun. Rick, big fan of your work, buddy. All right, Leonard. Nice to meet you. Likewise. Do you have a well, question? We'll talk... Yeah, I, I just have one question, uh, one question for Rick. Um, just sort of piggybacking off of what he talked about, you know, with the new climate of smooth jazz, how it, it really has, you know, at least for me, listening to it over the past decade, it, it really has, you know, a lot of it's become like elevator music, and uh, I think that's kind of hurt the genre a little bit. And so I, I think my question for Rick is, you know, sort of thinking about how you go forward. How do you go forward with radio um, and promoting smooth jazz, the genre, kind of getting it away from that uh, that that moniker now as sort of background or elevator music so that it's, you know, to the point where it's undetectable? Well, I think I think... I think the first thing is um, use as many real players as you can on a record. When we're making records, mm-hmm. it's important to have as many talented people adding their energy to what's going on. And for me, um, I have made enough records with sequencing and with, you know, fake this and fake that, and I'm kind of done with it. You know, it was yeah. part of the sound, and we all enjoyed it. I mean, every, every artist has done that. I mean, Phil Collins was a master at that. Um, you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire, when they, when they, after they discovered that stuff, it's, everybody went down the electronic road. And for me, I wish I could redo all of my records and put great players on it, you know, mm. because those mm. are the records that I, that I love listening to most now in Beat Street. And, and that's why I did that with this new record. And I think as artists, we really need to push ourselves and not be satisfied with, you know, the, that demo that we did and that, that sequenced version of a song, I think we have to, you know, bring people in and, you know, and have them play and replace, replace that stuff that's just played by machines. You know, it's, yeah, it's that makes that. sense. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Lori says, I agree. Use real musicians. Too many out there to be ignored. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you, Leonard, for calling in. Oh, absolutely! I will continue to listen. It's been, uh, you know, it's been a, been a blast listening thus far. So, thanks, Terry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Leonard. Sure. Thanks, Rick. Uh huh. All right. This is get up and dance. <laughs>
right, that was Get Up and Dance from Rick Braun's new CD, Can You Feel It? Um, as of today, that was number three on the Billboard charts. Probably tomorrow it'll be number one. So <laughs> congratulations on that, for uh, Rick. <laughs> Thank you, Terry. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a thrill for me. I mean, it's been five years since I've made a smooth jazz uh, record. And uh, it's it's great. I mean, everybody's just uh, it's just wonderful to see it being so well received. And you know that's Dave uh-huh. that's Dave Cause playing on that. Um, okay. Dave, Dave came over to the studio. I, I guess the CD could be called "I Get By with a Lot of Help from My Friends" because uh, you know I've got Brian Culbertson, who's my neighbor, uh, on that and on the, mm-hmm. on the CD as well. And Dave Cause is on it. Jeff Lorber's all over it. Um, you know, uh, Philippe Sace came over and really helped me a lot on the CD. Played keyboards on almost uh, almost all of the tracks, and uh, mm. I, I just can't thank everybody enough. All of the people who who are involved in this record. I think there's 21 people playing on this record. Wow, that's a lot. Wow. Yeah. And there's some yeah. conversation going on in the chat room about you dancing on tables and playing on tables. This can happen. <laughs> <laughs> This can happen. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. Come New, come New Year's Eve and you'll see it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you giving me an opportunity to speak with you and sharing some information on your previous um, albums. And, again, congratulations to you on this new release, Can You Feel It? Well, thank you. I appreciate you helping me keep the... You know, get the word out there about it, and uh, and again, I I couldn't be more thrilled. It's it's the number one downloaded record uh, in, in in jazz today. So, uh, on iTunes and Amazon, I, I haven't had that happen yet. So it's it's obviously off to a good start. So, thank yeah, you, you are so welcome. Thank you, Rick. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, Terry. Right, Take care. Okay, good night. All right, that was trumpeter Rick Brown. Rick Brown. Rick Braun. His new CD is called Can You Feel It? It's available now on Amazon and on his website, rickbraun.com. Follow him on Twitter at rickbraun9, on Instagram on rickbraun948. And for the New Year's Eve event, you can find the link on the rickbraun.com CD um, website, but it's also rickbraunnewyearseve.com as well for more information on that. All right, definitely pick this up. Um, it's great to have um, new music. You know, by Rick. Um, I have not have not always been a trumpet fan, but I have grown to become one. All right. So, Mr. Leonard, you still there? Yes, I am. Well, I just wanted to thank you for calling in. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I I was actually listening online for a little bit, and then I said, you know what? Let me. Uh, and I started. You know, I had to move about a little bit, so I said, let me actually call in <laughs> and, uh, and I think it took me a while to actually pick you up but I think you guys might have been hearing me so um, yes yes yeah so um, I, I Rick is one of my favorites I just want to mention to you that uh, there's a particular lady in the chat room that's loving your voice right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to mention her name so <laughs> she knows who she is <laughs> 
she's loving we'll your voice right now. Yes. Tell her thank you very much. It, yes. it is and, kindly appreciated. <laughs> and I will just give do some little promoting here for Leonard. He is a voiceover teacher, and he has done a lot of voiceover work. And he has – you've got to go and listen to this um, video on YouTube that he does – uh, on President Obama. Just kind of set that up a little bit, Leonard, and then we'll just definitely have people go to YouTube and listen to that. Yeah, I, um, of course, I'm also an actor and uh, have been for many years, so I just did a movie called Turning Point uh, with Ernie Hudson and Todd Bridges and Senda Williams, and the uh, list goes on and on. And um, the, the premiere of the, of the film took place in London, and I was actually doing a stage production in Pennsylvania, so I couldn't attend the premiere, but the director said to me, he said, listen, Leonard, I'd be honored if you would actually impersonate the president um, saluting the film. And <laughs> so he actually had this uh, play prior to the screening of the film in London, and um, according to, to both he and uh, Katie Albert, who's also in the film, they said it was riotous. Um, <laughs> they said it caused quite a riot. And uh, so that's what you would see on YouTube. It's actually Turning Point Obama. If you just type in Turning Point Obama, then uh, you'd, you'd hear actually that impersonation. Oh, my gosh. And let me tell you, he is on point. He sounds just like him, just like him. Uh, so definitely go to YouTube and check that out. Check that out. All right, Leonard, thank you again. Appreciate Thanks, you coming Thanks, Terry. I so enjoyed yeah, yeah, I'll be talking to you on Saturday. Absolutely. All right. All right, thanks to those in the chat room, Bony Fan Carol, the guests, Lori, Ollie, Sandy, thank you all for hanging out with us. I want to thank um, Rick Scott from Great Scott Productions for um, setting up the interview with Rick Braun. Thank you, Rick. Um, so definitely, again, the CD is called Can You Feel It? It's available now on rickbraun.com and on Amazon. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, Jazz Queen, and I look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth and have a great evening. Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.